This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band Humphreys McGee. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreys, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jahiniak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for this week of the show. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode, which featured a review of the newly released album from Alibaba Sahini, Bottom Feeders, as well as my conversation with drummer Steve Crojo. Such so a really great conversation with him. You definitely want to give that a listen if you haven't already. There is a link in the show notes where you can check that out. And this week, we will begin our dive into the recent New Year's Eve run in Denver, Colorado, with the full run containing four shows and a UMVIP set. We really have a lot to dissect. This week will be part one of two. We'll be covering night one, December 27th, and night two, December 28th. Next week, part two, will cover the UMVIP set and night three on December 30th and all three sets of New Year's Eve. So you're definitely going to want to make sure you tune in next week for all of that. Are you trying to find a place to get the word out about your shirts, pins, jewelry, interesting trinkets, band that's going on tour, or small business that's looking to connect with some like-minded folks? Dropped Among This Crowd Pod would love to help, including ad time in the show, ticket giveaways, social media plugs, product reviews, and more, Dropped Among This Crowd can help you reach and be seen by tons of fellow umfreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow umf family. Email droppedamongthiscrowdpod at gmail.com if you're interested in chatting more. Quickly, two recent show announcements from the band. First up, April 23rd in Pensacola, Florida at Vinyl Music Hall, which I heard is only like an 850-person venue, so that's pretty freaking awesome. Tickets are already on sale at the time of this recording, so it's very possible that it's sold out, but you never know. People are very excited about the announcement of this date. Right before the two nights in New Orleans, No doubt all three of those shows are going to be absolutely insane. Also, Umphreys will be making their debut at the 19th annual Northwest String Summit in North Plains, Oregon, July 16th through 19th. I did not see um, an actual day that they were going to be there yet, but I am surprised that they haven't made their way to this festival yet. They will be playing two sets one acoustic and one electric. And with other bands such as Green Sky Bluegrass, Yonder, Infamous String Dusters, Sam Bush, and many others, there is sure to be at least one sit-in during either one of those sets. But one being acoustic, I think it's just asking for it. There is a link in the show notes where you can find information for tickets for both of these and also a link where you can find all of the information for Northwest String Summit. 
All right, so let's get into the first night of this absolutely stellar run. All four of the nights would take place at the Fillmore Auditorium in Denver, Colorado. The band has played at this venue a total of 24 times, including this most recent run. First time was back in 2002 on Halloween of that year. Umphreys has played three other New Year's Eve runs at the Fillmore in Denver, 2013, 2015, and 2017. The 27th would kick off with the walkout tune Flamethrower, not seen since June 6, 2018 at Mountain Music Festival, stomping right into attachments. I'm sure for some, relieved for it to be out of the way right off the bat. I do want to give this one its props, slipping in slightly after seven minutes, allowing itself to dance around and wander, rounding the corner and opening up about five minutes later, coming back to reality as this wonderful puppet string sandwich. And before revealing its contents, things would get real funky, slightly about four minutes, and I'm shouting out Stasic here. He's just laying it down, and this moment here is a prime example of why I voted for him as the VIP of 2019 on the Umfreaks Anonymous Year in Review Survey. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, my amazing friend Josh of Umfreaks Anonymous puts together these year-in-review surveys, a way of finding out collectively what we fans thought of the year, who the VIP was, what we'd like to see more of in coming years, etc. There is a link in the show notes if you're interested in filling it out. You have until the end of January to get your submissions in. I love seeing what everyone else thought, and I'm really looking forward to seeing this year's results, especially who everyone thought the VIP was. Anyway, this puppet string jam dancing along for quite a bit, getting lost in itself for a minute, regaining its footing and confidently dancing into Soul Food 1. Shout out to Bayless for his solo in this one and also in the Soul Food 2 that we sidestep into right after Soul Food 1. Puppet string starting to peak back in about three and a half minute mark and fully embracing it once more about a minute later. The crooked one coming out next, slightly after six minutes. It decides that it wants to see what's out in the unknown, venturing off sweetly and keeping along that path for a little bit, rounding the corner slightly before 10 and a half and revealing a different side of itself, gaining energy, maturity, some serious balls to it. I did tuck this crooked one away onto my 2019 list to revisit later, leaving the ending of that dangling in the air and twinkling around. And should be mentioned, this crooked one is left unfinished for the entire weekend. It trickles down to earth and forming into all things ninja. This one seeing a little bit of a gap, last played in 2018 at the Canopy Club on October 18th, really sinking into some serious griminess about seven and a half-ish before breaking open to just straight up rock and roll, Jekyll and hiding into a new personality about a minute later, fully embracing a little lounge music side, but not for super long dabbling back into ninja before sinking into a little 
Park World action. Ninja we see creeping back in one last time to rage out the first set properly. It was noted on All Things Umphreys that Ninja does contain a Cowboys from Hell by Pantera Tease. There is actually a link in the show notes to the All Things Umphreys set list for this show and night two. So you can check out all those little uh, notes that they put on there as well. Set two opening hugely with Hurt Birdbath. Sinking right into LaGrange by ZZ Top. A little like tease jam there about ten and a half. Starting to find its way back in about three minutes later. A very nice solid wife soup next. Two-stepping right into the oldie, Muff to the Revenge, seen one other time this year during summer tour at the Stone Pony on August 30th. Before that, not seeing play since January 29th, 2017 at the Anthology in Rochester. And also little fun fact, that show from 2017 did not have Jake there. There was this nice little... Uh, run in the Northeast where Jake was not present for like three or four shows because he had the flu. Um, I know I've mentioned this run a couple of times in the show. I was at that show in Rochester and it, it made me look at the band totally different, you know, having such a big piece uh, such as Jake not there. Joshua Redman was there and it was very interesting to see these songs in different ways, especially, you know, like Muff 2. Um, I did throw a link to that show in the show notes so you can give it a listen if you haven't. I suggest that you do um, because, like I said, you're going to hear these songs played in different ways because we're all so used to hearing them with Jake playing them. And, you know, hearing Bayless take the reins on some of those parts is is very awesome. So definitely listen to that January 29th, 2017 show if you haven't. Full Frontal revealing itself next. This one also seeing a nice little gap. Last time played January 14th, 2017 at the Tabby, 268 shows ago. Dancing appropriately into Day Nurse after that. Noted on all things Umphreys that Day Nurse would contain a Working Day and Night by Michael Jackson tease in there. A debut cover next, Unchained by Van Halen. Bayless mentioning that Chris had wanted to play this one for the past 17 years or so. And you can tell just by the way Chris is singing. And if you watch the webcast um, or you were there, you could just tell how much he loved the fuck out of it. And personally, not a Van Halen fan, but they enjoyed it. Jake shredded the fuck out of it. Chris slayed the vocals, and I believe they did the song justice. They played tribute to the song very well, so for those reasons, I can get behind it. Search for busting out next for only the second time in the year as well. Last seen very early in 2019, February 21st at the Clyde Theater in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And the second set closing with August. This one, I believe, was a huge highlight from the whole run, honestly. And one I for sure put on my 2019 list. It begins its dramatic journey very early on, slightly about three minutes. It starts to slowly gain courage and confidence 
building itself up and not taking very long at all to open and reveal its true self, coming back to reality and jumping right into August. And of course, we can't talk about August without mentioning Bayless's solo. This one taking us on a nice little ride right into the ending of the second set. Encore knocking Dump City out of this spot and placing a cover of the Who tune, Baba O'Reilly, there instead. Played a total of 54 times, including this one here. Also played only one other time in 2019 on Jam Cruise on January 15th. One song encore would close out the first night of the New Year's Eve run at the Fillmore in Denver. Are you looking for the perfect gift for that rocker chick in your life? Perhaps you're looking for a killer new vintage rock kimono for yourself or a new sweet piece of canvas art for your apartment? Life Clothing Co. has you covered. Featuring the cutest vintage band t-shirts, sweaters with feel-good sayings, rompers, a fantastic selection of beautiful bell-bottoms, and some swoon-worthy home decor, you are sure to find something for that special lady in your life or that perfect outfit to wear to the next show. Check out the link in the show notes to take a peek at their amazing Grateful Dead and Led Zeppelin gear. Seriously, you or that lady in your life are going to love their stuff. Life Clothing Co. is your place for authentic boho vintage fashion. And exclusively for my listeners, if you use promo code Sarah Jehemiak, Rep 10 at checkout, you'll receive 10% off your total order. That's promo code Sarah Jehemiak, Rep 10, S-A-R-A-J-A-C-H-I-M-I-A-K-R-E-P, and the number 10 at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Now on to December 28th. This evening would contain the Choose Your Own Adventure set mentioned in those Santa videos before the run. If you don't know what I mean, the set is composed on the spot based on audience voting via text, although I guess you could have texted from home, but I did not hear about this until after the fact. There was one, maybe two screens that evening showing the progress of the next song that was being voted for on a bar graph in comparison to the other two songs. I did hear from some some folks that their sightline did not allow them to see the screens at all, so I'm not totally sure where they were located. Um, I don't think there was a lot of upfront uh announcement that that evening would be the choose your own adventure set until the people that were there got there um but anyway i do want to say the minute that they showed the letters with the santa video i instantly thought of umble them trying it on for size again in parts i know that a lot of people have been wanting for it to come back myself included. So maybe this is their way of seeing how they do with it now, how the fans respond to it, and, you know, how how much they like doing this again. Just a thought, but I would not be surprised if we started to see more of these types of sets continuing or other aspects of something like this coming up again in multi-night runs, and perhaps an umbowl popping up in 2021. We shall see. So the first set, as Basilis affectionately calls it, the Blame Yourself set. 
would open with Draconin beating out Remind Me and Breaker. Hard one. Personally, I felt I would have gone with Breaker, but Draconin would have been my next choice, so I'm not mad. And this one definitely shows up in a very nice, solid way to start the evening. Professor Wormbog dancing out next, beating out Glory and Dear Lord. And I think for the moment in the show, I think going with Professor Wormbog was very smart. And I personally would have chosen as well. The flow of the show at this point and then where they took this Professor Wormbog certainly was what we needed at the time. Really love the sexiness. It sinks into about five minutes-ish. Personally, Dear Lord is one I'm sad and a little surprised we didn't see pop up somewhere else during the run. Another place, another time, I guess. Very confidently moving right into Nemo, beating out the fuzz and FF. Also, another hard one. I personally love all three of those songs and it would have been really hard to pick in the moment from those three and I honestly, I don't know what I would have chosen. Nemo proved to be a really good choice, though. Although remaining unfinished this evening and the entire weekend, I would and did include this among my highlights from the entire run. About four minutes is where it really begins to step into revealing its true self, coming back to Earth about two minutes later continuing on and then trickling off as I mentioned would go unfinished crucial crucial taunt next dominating over maybe someday and triangle tier this one I'm honestly not surprised at all to see that that happened I know maybe someday and triangle tier are feeling a little tired for some folks I, again, like all three of these songs, and I really enjoy where Maybe Someday has been heading lately, and I would have liked to see what they possibly would have done with it, but seeing the other two options in this set list spot, we probably would not have gotten an expansive Maybe Someday, so Crucial Taunt was a good choice in this particular moment in the set list, I believe. Mantis next, beating out Red Tape and Similar Skin. Another hard one because I love Red Tape. I think in the moment I would have gone with Red Tape. Although we would not be disappointed for long as they brought Red Tape out during the UMVIP set on the 30th. And that one was very nice and also on my highlight list. But we'll get to that in the next episode. This Mantis does show up, and I would also include it as a highlight from the weekend as well. A standalone version, walking right into itself when it heads off slightly after six minutes. Shout out to Stasic here as we begin our adventure. Now wandering off for a super long time, we begin our seductive dance back into Mantis about six minutes later. Uncle Wally next, beating out Cemetery Walk 1 and Anchor Drops. I would have had a hard time again with picking this one, but Uncle Wally was a nice choice. Slipping into a little more darkness to close out the set, Wizard Burial Ground beating Cemetery Walk 2 and Go to Hell, which I'm not surprised about it beating Cemetery Walk 2, especially because we didn't go down that path with the previous song, but I'm a little surprised that Go to Hell was not chosen. 
Either way, a nice way to end the first set. Overall, I thought it was very well chosen. Obviously, it's always a chance when you leave it up to the crowd vote, but in this case, I thought it was a solid set and it was executed very well by the band. Set two for the evening, I personally thought this set was stellar all around, specifically when we get about midway through the looks that comes after the In the Kitchen that opened this set, I would have liked to see a little more from. Maybe finish the kitchen or spend a little more time on Plunger, the song that came before, if we're not going to see looks stretch its legs out a little bit. But eh. as mentioned, the kitchen that opened the set would go unfinished and also remain that way the entire run. The transition into looks from this kitchen is very nice, however, I really like the way it dances into itself to start. Before heading into Plunger, Bayless would bring up how the band felt, the crowd did with the Choose Your Own Adventure set. Apparently, the band had guessed to see how the audience would vote, and Stasic was the one who had the most correctly. Honestly, I'm not surprised by that at all. Anyway, this Plunger gets into it about four minutes, Chris leading the way, coming all together a few seconds later, getting very comfortable with itself right away, but only for a little bit before falling apart again, picking itself back up and continuing on, really bringing it in and allowing to it to go unfinished. But this one we would see again later on in the evening. Coming out as Speak Up instead, this one is where I thought the set really got into its groove from about the second half of Speak Up until, honestly, the end of the second set with the Higgins, Mulches, Double Decker, I think is a big highlight from the weekend. Higgins wasting no time as it slides in before four minutes, continues on, and leaving the thought of its former self behind, coming out full force into a debut cover, Tribulations by LCD Sound System. I will admit I was not familiar with this song prior to hearing Umphreys cover it, but I did listen to the original after I listened to this, and they, of course, did a really great job with this. Chris on the vocals, he completely knocked it out of the park, and a perfect example, again, of why I absolutely love Chris on vocals. Wasting no time and moving full steam ahead right into mulches, slinking along into its jam about four minutes, beginning to allow itself to be engulfed by itself, getting all sorts of energy swirling around and dabbling in mulches for a little bit. And as it teeters right there, about to just fully finish off that mulches, it trips right into the second half of Higgins. And then it tumbles one more time and into the very ending of Mulches to finally close out the second set. I just love that adventure that they take us on from that Higgins <clears throat> through to the end of the set. Definitely give that a listen if you haven't. Encore would contain a very nice, wappy, whoppy, somebody, please tell me the correct saying of this because I keep hearing both. I'm pretty sure I'm saying this wrong, and I would like to get it correct. So please, somebody contact the show and tell me the right way to say that. Anyway, 
That one takes us for one more ride for the evening, allowing just the right amount of expansion, I felt personally, and very perfectly putting on the end of Plunger to bring night two of the New Year's Eve run in Denver completely to a close. So that's everything for this week's episode of the show. Crazy to think that we still have a ton of music from the New Year's Eve run weekend still to get to. Make sure that you tune in next week for a recap of the UMVIP set and night three on December 30th, as well as all three sets from New Year's Eve. There is a link to the set lists and where you can listen to the shows that we discussed this week. Also, any links for anything that I may have referenced throughout this episode can also be found in the show notes. Thank you again so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.